Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruising, the cruising podcast where we share our personal cruise tips and reviews to help you make the most out of your next sailing. My name's Kieran. I'm an independent travel agent specializing in all things cruise, Disney, and North America, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I write over at Cruising with Kids and Mini Travelers, but also, which we'll probably talk a bit about today, Extraordinary Chaos, which is a craft website. Yes, very much. And I think that's the thing. So this is a topic you've decided uh, to talk about this week. And I think it's a really good topic as well, because it's becoming more and more popular. And it's actually predicted to be one of the travel trends for 2024 and beyond as well. So do you want to introduce this week's topic? I will. But before I do, I just want to give Kieran, I mean, this is going to go out next week, the week after, but a huge congratulations, because we've now got an award winning travel agent in our midst. So do you want to tell us a bit about that first? I know that we weren't okay, yeah. to do this, but we can't <laughs> let it go by, can we? We can't ignore it. <laughs> no, well, thank you. And yeah, it's, it's a great honour. But yeah, I picked up at the Wave Awards here in the UK, uh, Best Independent Travel Agent. So for those guys that don't know, the Wave Awards, they call them the Oscars of the cruise industry. Um, so it is a cruise industry um, awards and they have a mixture of kind of like influencer awards. Um, they have some industry awards. And they have some um, agent awards as well. So um, it's the first time they've ever run best independent agent. Um, so I was quite vocal about it that they should have that category. And I'm very, very chuffed that I was picked to be the very first winner of it. Yes. Thank you. I've got the award behind you, me, but you just... can't see it because it's on the, the, the virtual background. But I'm literally like Pretty carrying fantastic. it everywhere. Like literally it's going everywhere now on my dashboard of my car over I drive. Just did you know? <laughs> <laughs> By the way. <laughs> I was stalking Twitter. Refreshing <laughs> it as I was eating my dinner to see what happened. Um, but no, congratulations. It's great news. And we were up on the big screen, weren't we? Yes. Yeah, the podcast was a big feature. And I think they never tell you why you win these things. But I do think the podcast plays a part in it. So obviously the relationship that we have is a big part of this. And champion in the cruise of cause i think the cruise of the cause of cruise i think is a big part of it type of thing about how passionate i am for cruise i think that's plays a big part in it no i think it's great what you do all around it's uh very well deserved and it's not just about the podcast is it? it's about your youtube channel it's about yourselves so no it's brilliant so uh, yes right and so moving on yeah. so today we are going to talk about themed cruises and unpick it a bit because we've been we've had a little conversation before we came to record and there's just so many different angles it's quite an intricate type of cruise and there's different types so do you want to start hearing with the different types of theme cruise yeah so theme cruises can vary basically so you're going to have some that the cruise lines themselves put on and these could be really broad like seasonal cruises so obviously a lot of cruise lines will do their christmas sailings they'll do their halloween sailings or thanksgiving sailings where they'll obviously overlay and dress and put on special entertainment for those seasons so those in themselves are already themed or kind of um, experiential cruises then the cruise lines themselves will host their own. So they will have their own events or pop-up events. So, um, for example, they could have a jazz sailing whereby they go and bring on guest speakers and entertainers for kind of around themes around jazz or food festivals. I know Princess particularly have their comedy seasons. So they'll have select sailings where they'll have comedians on board. They have foodie cruises where they'll bring on guest chefs to kind of do talks and to do seminars and classes on board. So equally, you've got them. You then also have another category as well of kind of like private charters or hosted groups on board the cruise lines as well. So these are usually run by third-party companies or by third-party travel agents. They will either charter the whole ship or they'll charter part of the ship and they'll run their own kind of mini event within the main sailing. So there'll be special 
special events on board the ship that other guests are on that are only available to guests who are part of that kind of themed group ultimately and i know you've got experience with kind of some of the craft people that do that but i've seen people who've done like 80s cruises so you know they'll have special private parties on part of the ship for people who are members of the 80s party type of thing um so yeah there's lots of different ways you can do it private charter part charter joining a cruise themed sailing type of thing there's a whole raft of them depending on kind of how much of a takeover the whole ship is or whether it's just kind of a secret event that you have to be invited into to be a part of that group so there's a lot of different ways and i think it's great because it ties into whatever your hobbies are we were once on royal caribbean god it's years ago and there's an american company called party light which i think are candles and they they were holding their annual conference yes. on i think it was adventure of the seas and there was i think there was a thousand party really? light people and at first you know when you get on and think oh sake it was always women that were all cruising along with their pals and my age middle-aged women um but you know what it was so much fun we used to go to schooners every night because they were brilliant and they just made the cruise these women it was it was so good and obviously they had their own convention space but um that was my first experience of even knowing that there was a themed cruise and Donna was on it and we, yeah, we had such a good time and especially singing at the piano and um, it was brilliant. But I have been on a themed cruise and it was um, it was on a celebrity ship, but it was chartered right. and it was called the Bravo Cruise. And I mean, that was just a phenomenal experience because Alfie Bow was singing on there, Catherine yeah. Jenkins, Win uh, Evans. I mean, Joe. Joe was at 11, I think, at the time. He was one of my sons that's 18 now. And um, he was on the stage with Alfie Bow. Like, everybody on the ship was jealous of him. Really? I love Alfie Bow. <laughs> <laughs> half time. Um, but, yeah, it was it was such an amazing experience. And, like, a, I suppose an intimate concert. It was – I'd definitely do something. I know that um, – I'll tell you what I'd love to do, but I don't think Chris would. Um, Cunard I'd do ballet ones. Well, I love the ballet. Really? Yeah. I don't think I'd get Chris on that because yeah. he's not a theatre fan. But, but yeah, there's so many different types, isn't there? That's an important thing to point out. Just to briefly, before we jump into kind of some of the more top in-depth about individual sailors, but like, um, don't be afraid. If you do see there is a themed cruise and you can like thinking, oh, comedy's not for me. I hate comedians type of thing, which if you do, you're weird. But if you're somebody like that type of thing, I'm like, I'm not into that particular topic. <laughs> then don't be afraid though it's not like every single corner you go there's going to be a comedian lurking to tell you a joke type of thing it's just going to be there'll be a seminar of activities themed around that topic type of thing so don't panic if you book a cruise and you find out it's going to be a theme cruise that there's going to be a comedian under your bed waiting for you type of thing it's not it's right. not that crazy type of thing um, it is very much kind of like a theme for the ship and there are going to be extra activities around that concept so don't panic unless it's a private charter then private charters can get a little bit more all-encompassing type of thing but if it's a cruise line <laughs> scheduled one don't panic type of thing it's not going to be too ott you can still have a normal regular sailing and see all the normal activities as well i just want to put that out there because i don't want people thinking like because i know for example like i'm on piano's website just checking out and they do like a well-being and lifestyle one i don't want people thinking you're going to be forced to do yoga at 7 a.m if you join that particular voyage type of thing you can totally do that. that <laughs> I do I day at the moment. And I, 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 honestly, if I haven't done yoga in the day, I don't do the weekends. If I haven't done yoga in the week, I've, I've got the ump. No, but I need to tell you this now. So I have had a comedy cruise and I do hate comedians. I don't find them funny. So I am a weirdo. 
And we, Is that we what you took personal of... offence when I said it? <laughs> so we went on one of those weekend princess cruises and yeah. I was gutted. You ain't got to think, oh, honestly, I mean, as an example, like the whole world went to see Peter Gay and I've seen him and he was funny. Yeah. But then Jack messaged us when they came out this year, so I'll get your tickets for Christmas. And I was like, no, thank you. I'm not. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I love him. I think he's funny, but I don't want to see him again. I've seen him. Like where, yeah. you know, uh, I've, I've seen him three times. I'd see him again. Um, I just don't find comedians funny. I watch them and think, oh, that's, really? that's humorous. But yeah. I just don't think I've got that sense of humor. Yeah. I like, I mean, if you're an American, you, you probably won't get this. But what I find funny is things like Brassic. Have you watched Brassic? No. Oh, my God. Right. So I like stuff like that. So it's like, um, have you not watched Brassic with Michelle Keegan? No. And they're all like no. Sally's so, living in Manchester. So I like no, that sort of prob- humour. That's like a bit gritty, but I don't like somebody standing on stage telling me jokes. But I was gutted when I got on that cruise because the week after was a cooking cruise and it was Raymond Blanc. And you'd only fit of all the weeks to pick. <laughs> I'd have probably been escorted off the ship for stalking Raymond Blanc. But Jenny Claire was quite safe. <laughs> it's just like, it's just not, I just don't get it. Just goes over my head. This is why they're great, though. If you are, and, and that proves the point, though, as well. Of like you just said, there, you and another kind of comedy, and it probably didn't have that much of an impact on you, type of thing. You probably no. never once went to the shows, and you still have a lovely sailing type of thing. But then, equally, if you are yeah. somebody, so yeah, if you manage to book onto the foodie cruise and you go on, and they got the celebrity chefs on board, heaven made type of thing. So that's why they're good to keep an eye on, and kind of why they are our highlights and why the cruise lines do them at the end of the day. Um, they are really, really, you know a lot of fun to get onto. There's a couple of I'd love people to do. I'd love them to do like a gaming one if they did like a computer game conference on board or like a themed cruise. And I'm sure they're out there. Probably going to have people rushing to the comments saying like, did you know? And I'm like, no, I didn't know. That's why I'm bringing it up. Um, but it'd be great to do something like that, like a gaming one. But there's all sorts. I've seen some niche ones. Some I can't talk about on the podcast, but I've seen some really niche like themed cruises okay. type of thing. And yeah, yeah, pineapple club on board type of thing. You can have pineapple <laughs> pineapple cruises and all sorts type Did of you things. So you, yeah. I've been I've been I'm writing a news article of stuff that I'm seeing in Facebook groups about cruising, and there was someone in a Facebook group the other day, and they were going around on people's cruise cabins and putting upside down pineapples on the door. <laughs> you just. I was telling this story to a customer yesterday, but I was invited by Virgin on a fam trip. And for those that don't know, fam trips are kind of like educational. So travel agents, they invite you on to kind of get to know the product better. Um, And it was a group of travel agents on board. And (laughs) we were noticing some agents had upside down pineapples on magnets outside their cabin doors, which started off the gossip amongst the other agents type of thing. I'm like, they're, they're part of the pineapple club. Like, oh, well, they're really embracing the full spirit of being at sea, aren't they? But we didn't realize it was one agent amongst us who was being mischievous and bought them on on purpose to put on people's oh. cabin stores to start rumors amongst the groups, type of thing. So they owned up to it by like the second night, type of thing. But realizing we were all secretly whispering to each other. But yeah, very mischievous, but very funny, type of thing. And it, it was a bit of a good icebreaker. If you do want to know more about pineapple cruises, if you search Emma Cruises and pineapples, um, she's got a really good informative article really? on it that is balanced. It's balanced. She's spoken to somebody, factual. It's really yeah. good. So, um, yeah. Um, but the reason that this conversation started uh, has come about is because we've just um, published some news that about a I forgot her name now. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor yeah. Swift. Like everybody, like how can you forget her name? A Taylor. A Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> Taylor, 
<laughs> giving you a complex now. <laughs> we'll go. Taylor Swift themed cruise. As that is a bit of a mouthful. Um, yeah. That somebody's arranged in America. So it's a, a small agent in yeah. America, and they've arranged it going out of Miami on the day after her last day of her tour, which I thought was genius because, and they, they, it's not a big charter, is it? They've taken so many cabins or whatever, and. I think it's almost sold out. So I think if you get the right thing or you find the right thing cruise for you, like I'd go on a yoga cruise. I would love a yoga cruise. So it's finding the right thing, Definitely. isn't it? And obviously craft as well. Crafting's big now. And I think so I've just come off ambassador training. And ambassador, for those in America that don't know, is a really small boutique at the moment, anyway, cruise line in the UK, very small ships. And they say any seven nights sailing or more, they have a guest crafter on board basically every single time. Um, so that's part of like their longer their longer um, concept, but they do have themed craft cruises as well. So it's becoming a mm. bigger, bigger thing. River cruises as well will have like wine, obviously wine, you're sailing through the rivers of Europe at the end of the day, wine's a big thing, but they do all sorts. I've heard they do golf themed cruises. So you kind of, every time you get off into port, they take you to a different golf course along the rivers of Europe type of thing. Um, they do, um, food is a big one, obviously, because it's Europe. R- uh, wine we've mentioned, but like alcohol themed and food themed cruises are to a penny. You, ca- you can find them quite easily. But mm. I think it's really exciting when you see the people who do the music themed ones anyway. I think they're really cool. I've seen musical theatre themed cruises as well. So obviously they have guest acts and entertainment and theatre stars come on board as well to kind of perform each night. That would be amazing. I'd love something like that as well. Well, Ruthie Henshaw was on the Bravo cruise and oh my God, I could have cried. She was amazing. And she did all like the sets for really? Money Bar and yeah. oh, she was brilliant. She was so good. Um, that'd be right on my streaks. Obviously I, I go most week. I mean, I tried to book on, was it out of Europe? But it was an American company that run uh, themed craft cruises I couldn't even get on it it was fully booked but I found some themed cruises right so obviously Halloween on the high seas I'd love to do that yeah so I my very first cruise I did was with Disney Cruise Line and it was one of their merry time at sea cruises so um, they probably more than most cruise lines go over the top type of thing with their seasonal cruises and they do their own series of themed cruises as well so you can do like Marvel at sea Pixar at sea um, but they do a Halloween season and they do a Christmas season. And it was so incredible to kind of have all the characters coming out in Christmas costumes. And they do kind of like the fake snow inside the lobby on the Christmas party night type of thing. It's just, it's magic. If you're a big fan of Christmas, which I am, it's, it's amazing sailing at Christmas and having all those extra kind of Christmas themed events on board. Love that. So I've just found on Carnival, the Meow Meow Cruise. A Meow Meow which, Cruise. <laughs> which is a cat cruise. A cat-themed a cat cruise. cruise. In, what, in what way is a cat-themed? Yeah. Fortnite themed cruise on Carnival Paradise is the oh, perfect for fans of the feline variety. Pets are sadly not allowed to come, though. Please tell me so that it's gone perfect. P-U-R-R for F-E-C. Yeah. Perfect. Yes, amazing. That's good copywriting, that is. And then there's other theatre cruise. I'm looking on Celebrity. So Celebrity have got Jazz Cruises, Smooth Jazz. There's lots of themes, isn't there? There's lots of... There's loads. And it can be a minefield to try and find them because obviously some of them are hidden away because they're it'll be a really small boutique company. Like There'll be some companies out there who will just host that one event. That's their job. Their job is to host you know, one or two themed cruises a year and that's how they make their income type of thing. Um, others will be run by the cruise lines and they'll be a bit easier to find. But the easiest, best thing is Google, unfortunately, because some are exclusive to different agents as well. So I know like we have Imagine Cruising here in the UK. 
they renowned for chartering ships and only, you could only book onto that cruise via Imagine Cruising. No other travel agent can book that cruise because that's the whole point. That's why these people do it. They charter the ship. They take the risk on financially because they're having to pay for the entire, all the cabins on the ship. But the benefit is if they sell it, obviously they're going to make a lot of money. Um, but they try and offer something unique and different then as well by putting on that private charter. I know they do a lot of musical theme ones, so a lot of tribute acts. They do a lot of 80s cruises and things like that. So if you're into that type of thing, the best thing is just to like Google what your hobby is and themed cruise and see what comes up. And I'm sure probably for most hobbies you're going to find it. I know there's a company that do like 90s, 50s um, murder mystery weekends on board Cunard as well. So they'll do a Cunard and they'll have like their own gala dinners where they all get dressed up in their favorite 50s attire and then they'll do themed events and theme music around that as well. And Cunard is obviously the perfect ship as well for that type of, you know, um, timeless cruising experience as well. Well, I've just found, I'm looking puzzled because Carnival, no, Royal Caribbean is, is currently, oh, I think it was last week, was it? So they had a high seas rally. The world's only motorcycle on a cruise ship. God, they have some really. They could fight all sorts. Star Trek. Really look in. Yes, the Star Trek Star cruise. Trek. Yeah. So that's one of those companies I was saying. The companies that kind of that's their main income is they do host events like that type of thing. Um, so there's, there's a big annual Star Trek at sea conference type of thing where they take over the ship, and it's all kind of fancy dress costumes. There's um, guest speakers and all that. Stuff. It's like going to a conference ultimately, like your favorite fan conference, but it's on the sea, which for me is perfect. So which one would you go then? If you could choose anything that you I would, would love to do like a computer gaming one because I'm such a gaming nerd. I think that would be cool to kind of go away and play computer games on kind of the sea and to listen to kind of game developers. I think that would be cool. Um, obviously Disney, but you could just go on a Disney cruise for that and just immerse yourself in a Disney nerd event is just to go on a normal sailing. When I did the Transatlantic with Disney, actually, they invited mm-hmm. a load of people from like Imagineering and from kind of um, the film departments to come on board and do guest talks. So that's another thing that can happen as well, is you can obviously have guest speaker cruises as well. So um, Princess is really good for this. They'll bring on um, on longer sailings. They'll bring on guest speakers to kind of talk about whatever. It could be a topic. It could be related to the cruise you're doing. So they're always fascinating and worth looking out for as well to kind of find, you know, guest speaker cruises. So would you not run a gaming cruise? Maybe. Give me a couple, give me a couple more awards in my trophy and I've got a bigger following than maybe, but... It's always been in the business plan to kind of host our own groups as well. So we do do it with Virgin. We've currently got two groups on Virgin next year on some of the shorter sailings from Portsmouth. Um, so we're kind of just starting in that territory. We're thinking of hosting our own group as well on an Alaska cruise. We're in the early idea planning stage of that. Possibly a river cruise as well. So us as a small new agent, we are starting to kind of take on smaller groups. So we're not looking yet at ship charters, but we're definitely looking at the early stages of it. But it, for an agent, it is a big financial risk because the cruise lines will ask you to kind of commit to the cabins beforehand. So if they don't sell, you're obviously liable for those cabins. Um, so there's a lot of like mechanics to navigate in the background and kind of yeah. as you build your following, you need to have the the database to fill that. But, you know, you a prime example, and this is obviously for the game market, but you've got the Atlantis cruises, which are aimed at the game market. And when they first started, there was like one a year. There's like five or six a year now, and they jump around all the brands to cater to the different people who like different brands as well. So they do Royal, they do Celebrity, they do Virgin. So, you know, that concept of the Atlantis, you know, gay cruises has just exploded now. And because their database is so big, they're taking on like Oasis class ships and they're filling Oasis class ships, which when they started, they were really small private events. And that's the power to if you get the right theme cruise, it can just grow and grow and grow every year. I know Disney do a really good one with Time Warner. So, you know, Time Warner movies, all the classic, like, um, 30s, 40s, 50s movies. 
they do a theme cruise on Disney Fantasy every single year. I think it's usually sometime in November. It's a private charter. You book it direct with Time Warner, but they do it on Disney because, again, it's that perfect movie cruise ship. It's got loads of amazing theatres for watching films on board. They've got the Funnel Vision where you can watch movies under the stars type of thing. So, again, perfect for, like, a movie theme cruise. And they do a private charter every year. They do loads of classic cocktails. They play up like that really kind of timeless cruising experience and have a really lovely time. If you're a big fan of those ty- those classic movies, it's a perfect sailing for you to look at doing as well. It is interesting, isn't it? Because obviously I host or I present, I don't host, I present at a lot of craft events in America, just currently in the middle of one in the UK, filming another one for the America. So I did quite a few. And I'd love to do one at sea. I'd love to host a craft event at sea because I think, I think it's a similar audience. It's funny because Donna put um, one of our craft files that was for cruisers and we put it on all of our, our Instagrams the other day and I got so many comments on my Instagram from my audience who are craft and home who love cruising because it, it comes over and I think if you've got the budget to craft, you've also got the budget to cruise because they're both expensive Absolutely, hobbies. Yeah. Neither of them are cheap. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love to do that and to, to craft at sea. It'd just be incredible because your topics and your scrapbooking and all of your different topics are just the world's your oyster, isn't it? There's so much you can talk about and craft. I think it's a perfect medium, isn't it? Because as you say, people like to kind of cement their memories. So everyone does it in different ways. I do it via video content. But, you know, if you like to create something to kind of put that memory into your mind and kind of go, this was my time in this place... Crafting is a great way to do that, as you say, particularly with like scrapbooking or creating something afterwards to kind of just oh. keep those memories together in, in something you've created, I think, after you've gone to these amazing destinations. And the cruise lines do a wonderful job as well about giving you little extra things. So I, and I need to speak to Donna because I've talked to you about this before, but I keep like my Disney box and anything that's bolt, not bolted down with a Disney logo one comes away with me. Things like even the confetti they've let off in the lobby. Yeah. I like to take a handful of that confetti as like a bit of a memory of that confetti drop type of thing. And to be able to then turn that into something beautiful with a scrapbook or a photo, like um, shadow boxes, one of my um, hobbies. We make shadow boxes out of pretty much anything now. Um, so things like that, if you get I me, mean, to be able to kind of create something from your memories, I think is really, really cool type of thing. And I think craft is a wonderful well, way to do that. We have so many ideas. Things like our Virgin Voyages sailor bands, they give you a wristband to wear. We've got them all. They're all on the wall over there at the moment. We're going to create at some point a shadow box for the different ships. For each time you go on a ship, we're going to keep adding mm. one of the sailor bands to it to kind of create something. There's so mm. much potential with crafting to kind of turn your memories into something beautiful that you get to kind of keep forever. Yeah, I've, I've got all... I mean, I'd, I haven't scrapbooked for a long time because I haven't got time to scrapbook anymore. But Donna's got folders and folders and folders but i've got scrapbook layouts from disney with the tickets and like mm-hmm. say all the little bits and it just it all does make such an amazing layout and such an amazing memory so no it's i think it it's a great idea but then i also think i mean i am not a gamer but that that'd be incredible yeah i think it'd be a lot of fun to have like you know computer game tournaments on board can you imagine like you know fighting game tournaments and mario kart tournaments and all that type of stuff I'd be in my element. I really would. Maybe one day. Maybe that's why we do it. We do a cra- you do a crafting cruise. I'll do a gaming cruise. And we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll go out there and we'll promote Please. it. <laughs> if you did it in term time, you could book for Team Club, couldn't you? Yeah. Or that they've got the facilities there. I mean, what cruise was we on one? Must be a recent one. Oh, it was on that Celebrity Cruise, on that Bravo Cruise. So every day, because the, the kids club wasn't open because there was only any kids on, um, they brought all the gaming stuff out into the lobby and they, they had loads of equipment. Yeah. Was with us. We went down and did the gaming hour. Yeah. So they've got facilities. 
to do yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of the cruise lines have partnerships. I can't remember which way around it is. I think Xbox and Royal, maybe. So they've got loads of Xbox consoles on board type of thing. I think like Disney have it with Nintendo. They've got Switches on board type of thing. So they've all got different, like they've got tons of consoles anyway, like you say, hidden away. Um, but yeah, that would be cool. I'm, I'm pretty sure probably, should be, well, we fill time, but I'm sure if we looked at like gaming cruises, I'm pretty sure it's bound to be one. And uh, as Royal Caribbean, they've not just signed a contract with Minecraft. Possible. Well, that, that's Microsoft with their Xbox relationship. So yeah, possibly they do. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of the biggest games in the world. So it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, no, you are right. There is a gaming conference on board. So they do G-A-C-U-Con, I don't know, Gaoku-Con, the gaming cruise, gaming cosplay, animation and more. So it's very much aimed at kind of that nerd culture, which I am not, not I'm part of that nerd culture, um, but they do one as well. So they do a private chart. I don't think it's a private chart. I think it's a group on Royal Caribbean by the looks of it. I don't know when this is. But yeah, there are they are out there. They, you will find them. Like, and again, this is going to be the hard part about it is trying to find them because they're not all run by the cruise line, so they're not all publicly available. They are usually companies that specialize in putting these things on. And there's a board gaming at sea conference. That would be a fun one, I reckon. Gaming by sea is another one. There we go. That's the business plan. 2025. You hear it here first, guys. We're doing a gaming conference, and I'm going to convince Sarah to do a crafting conference or um, cruise. Anyway, at least that's it. It's on the business plan. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said we'd be never home, would we? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. We're not home enough as it is, so let's just give ourselves more reasons to be at yeah. sea. <laughs> no, but it is it's just another excuse to cruise, isn't it? And I think if you're no. obviously if you're listening, then you're probably on that same mindset of us. So you've just got that bug and if you can yeah. try and tie things in with your hobbies, then that's a great way to do it. Another thing that we've not even mentioned, um, which I suppose is bigger with river cruising but for msc do them as well is christmas market cruises because they're huge aren't yes, they definitely for us in europe anyway we we're so lucky being in the uk how easy it is to kind of sail obviously across the english channel and get to the north northern tip of europe type of thing to do all those german yeah. um you know and belgian um amsterdam the netherlands type of thing you can do all those beautiful kind of even by ocean you can still get close enough to the key cities to then go mm. off and explore and do kind of i know msc is big this winter they've got Euribia over sailing seven night sailings and doing kind of the northern tip of europe um so perfect if you want to get that kind of you know christmas market vibe um on an ocean cruise as you say, river, river and Christmas markets is fantastic. I've just come off now Travel Marvel and we were too early. I think they start this weekend. So by the time this episode goes out, they'll be in full swing, but it's usually about mid-November time. Vienna was just somewhere open and somewhere opening. Right. Um, but yeah, across Europe. So probably from like the 16th-ish November onwards, you've got more chance of getting the European Christmas markets. But there are dedicated river cruises for the whole end of November, all of December, where they do some mini cruises, four nights, or right the way through to the seven, 14 night territory. And you'll be hitting all those amazing, like Budapest, Amsterdam, Vienna, Paris. You know, you can be going through um, Germany as well and kind of doing all those amazing Christmas markets. And they are so close. That's the one thing about River. We've talked about it in our River series, but you're docking right in the heart of those cities. So you can get into them. Whereas Ocean probably could have to look at doing a transfer to get into those cities to get to those Christmas markets. A good one to do if he was doing Ocean, if he was doing it um, one of the out uh, of the UK, is places like Sherbourg and Bilbao because you can walk up into town, can't you? Yeah. So yeah. they're quite close, but then some of them you're going into container ports and it's not that easy. But um, I'm sure like Rotterdam I've, probably I've, as well. If you went to Rotterdam, they would have probably Rotterdam itself will have Christmas markets, but then you could easily get it's about a 40-minute train into um, Amsterdam itself as well from Rotterdam. So that's a good one to look out for as well. I'd like to do an actual river cruise in Amsterdam at Christmas, I think. Yeah, because I think yeah, that definitely. must be incredible. Yeah, top of my bucket list soon. 
um, Christmas markets and the different countries and different beliefs at Christmas. I think that's it'd be quite fascinating. Definitely to do like a longer one. I think the short ones are lovely for a bite size, but to do like a longer seven night and to do one of the ones that oh. picks up multiple countries, as you say, that would be lovely to kind of yeah. just say, see the different traditions because the Germans, even though Europeans celebrate Christmas quite sim- similarly, God, that word's always hard to say. Um, the traditions about even just town to town, when you go to the small towns, the traditions will come alive then. And that's what River's great for is oh. getting into those smaller towns as yeah. well. I once did a press trip and it was all the different Christmas markets and oh my goodness, it was amazing. It was just stunning. Really? And I know that we do yeah. well, I know we do German Christmas markets here, but and they're amazing, but then they're not as magical. They're just it, no. because in Germany you've got the chocolate box buildings and it, it just makes that difference. It's yeah, um, yeah it's incredible. Yeah, well, the one in Vienna, the, the one I can never remember the name of this church, but there's a beautiful church in the centre where the main like um, Christmas market is in Vienna, and it's just beautiful to have that church in the backdrop with all the lights in the trees and everything, and they always do different light installations and everything. It's just incredible. It is. It's known for being. I think it wins the award every year for like best Christmas market type of thing, and I should know the names. I was literally outside it this weekend, just gone. St. Stephen's is it? I'm so bad at remembering place names. I've got an amazing picture of that. I've got. So Stephen's Basilica. I've done it previously. No, you're right. This is Stephen's Platz in St. Stephen's Cathedral oh, right. in Vienna. So yeah, you were right. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. St. Stephen's, yeah. So we they were just, I think it was open, but we drove past it. We didn't stop off to see it on the, just recently. But when I was in Vienna a few years back, we did do that one as well. We did all the big ones when we went previously. Uh, but that's the, the one that, from my understanding, wins or is top of the radar every year for yeah. best European Christmas Lovely. market. And they specifically go out of the way where it has to be local handmade produce type of Fun. thing it has to be local businesses some of them obviously and i'm being cynical but some of them will kind of buy in their products they're not necessarily all handmade or authentic yeah. whereas the one of the rules for this one is every business has to be a local business and it has to be majority local handmade crafts and um, arts and um affair and things like that so that's going to be that real authentic proper you know vn viennese christmas type of thing. i'm looking at the pictures now and i'm like oh, yeah i want to go back oh well, you've asked me, so what would be your, and you mentioned about Christmas markets, but what would be your dream ocean then? So if we're going to pick a completely wide topic, you can't pick crafting because we know you're a big craft fan, but other than crafting right. a musical theatre, what what other hobby would you <laughs> love to see a cruise for? Uh, well, that's what I do, go to the theatre and craft. Um, <laughs> you can't take them too off me, really. Uh, what would I choose? <laughs> I think a food one then. Food and tours. I mean, for me, if, if, it, if it was the dream, um, but Chris wouldn't go, it would be theatre. That would be, that's the mm. thing that just gets yeah. into my brain. And I just am obsessed with theatre yeah. and the music. And on Sunday, like I have to listen to Alone Page. It's like, it's law in our house and everybody moans, but it's the law. Yes. You don't like it. Yeah. Um, craft would be a busman's holiday because obviously my 50% of my business is crafting. I design and create cut files. So I wouldn't, I mean, I did try and go on one this year, but it would be a bit of a busman's holiday. But I think it'd be, I think it'd be theatre. Or actually, I do. I've, I've no big giant desire to do Disney. I'd love to go on Disney because I'm curious, which is weird because yeah. I'm an absolute mad Disney fan. I love all the films. I love Disney. I'm going to Disney next year, and I don't know what it is. I think it was in the pandemic when they had all them parent bloggers on Disney, and it was just overrun with little kids. And I don't know. It just looks a bit. It, it just didn't look something I'd enjoy but I don't think that again like the Princess Cruise I don't think that's the real Disney is it so I don't no, think I can judge no, it on that but no. I would like to go on at Halloween or Christmas yeah on Disney it's we done Christmas and that's my 
the uh, I, I don't know Christmas Halloween they fight each other Christmas is my favorite time of the year I love Christmas but Halloween especially as well and particularly like Disney Christmas I love a bit of a camp a bit of a playful cheeky spoopy has become the word it was a bit of a meme that went around a few years but spoopy Christmas I don't like whore um, whore horror <laughs> I don't like horse I don't like horror <laughs> and um... no I don't <laughs> Um, I don't like like gory horror at Halloween. I really no. like the Disney playful, you know, really yeah. cute. I love that type of Halloween type of thing. So I would love to do Disney at Halloween. Like I know one of their traditions they have is the Halloween tree, and it sounds so magical. And I still I know how they do it, but I still can't imagine how it actually happens. But on the first day you get on your voyage, the Halloween tree is kind of a really small tree. Um, you can't see the face on the tree type of thing. It's this character that comes alive. So it starts off really small. There's not many pumpkins on it. And every single night of your cruise, however long that cruise is, whether it's one of the short ones or one of the longer sailings, that tree gets bigger and bigger and bigger. More and more pumpkins appear on it until eventually on the last night of the cruise, then the Halloween tree has this face on it and it's got loads of pumpkins everywhere. It's all branched out type of thing. Um, and it all lights up and it's this full on kind of tradition. And every single ship has a different Halloween tree as well. So you, you kind of see a different type of tree as design of tree on every oh. single cruise. But the fact that that expands and evolves over the voyage type of thing sounds just incredible type of thing. And that's just one small detail of the Halloween yeah. sailings. Um, I would love to, absolutely love to do Disney at Halloween um, one day soon. One day soon. I'm uh, going to definitely You've done get it back on land, Disney. Haven't you? You've done it online. Yeah, quite you? a few times. Yeah, quite a few times. Done oh. Disney World. I haven't done Disneyland Paris, but I've done Disney World for Halloween. And I've done Christmas at Disneyland Paris, Walt Disney World, and California. Oh, I've done. I've only done Disney Paris at Halloween, but I think next year we're going to do it at Christmas mm-hmm. with mini travelers. I think mm-hmm. that's a strategic thing. But um, we've we've just wrote a press article actually, nothing to do with cruises. And it was the Imagineers decorating Disney at Christmas, and it was like, oh my, God, because it just looked just seeing behind the scenes for me. I'd love to be there while they're decorating. So I did. This is going off tangent, but hey, welcome to the podcast. But I did the behind the the behind the magic tour in Walt Disney World, um, and at the time we did it, it was expensive. I believe it's more now, but it's like four five hundred dollars per person. But it's a full day tour. Um, so you join Disney in the morning, and they take you behind the scenes of the attraction. So we got to go behind the American Adventure, got to see the animatronics kind of in their storage, but we got to see the costumers as well of how they check the costumes each day for like oil leakage and things like that. Then we got to go to the costume warehouse, so we got to go and see where they make all the costumes for both the animatronics, but also for all the dancers, parade performers. We got to see them making all the costumes, fixing them, that type of thing. Um, We then got to have dinner with an Imagineer, but I'm not convinced he was a real Imagineer, but we did get to go apparently have dinner with an Imagineer. And I say that in not a horrible way, but like they have the Imagineers who build the rides and they have the Imagineers who maintain them. I'm from my memory, I'm pretty sure it was Imagineer that maintains them. So he works in the Imagineering team and the Imagineering, for those that don't know who aren't nerds like us, they're the people who design all the attractions, all the parades, the fireworks shows, that type of thing. Um, so I'm being very judgmental with that, but I just don't remember having a full on conversation. It was more about maintenance, upkeep and all that type of stuff of the attractions. But the highlight of it, this, the, the, the bit where I'm getting to, sorry, with this is we got to go see the Christmas warehouse. Uh, where they store all the Christmas decorations wow. for all the theme parks and the resorts at Walt Disney World. Um, and it was like a kid in the candy shop type of thing because obviously they do such a fantastic job of theming all the different trees. So every single park has its own iconic themed tree, but so does every single resort as well. And that tree is themed to look after the resort during. So um, like Wide World of Sports and the um, All-Star Sports Resorts, all the ball balls are like sports balls. So you've got rugby ball, well, 
American footballs. Um, you've got soccer balls. You've got kind of tennis balls. And it's really cool to see all those different ornaments. But then you go to like the 50s prime time and they've got all the 50s icons and 50s ball balls. You go to the Magic Kingdom and it's all like, you know, turn of the century decorations. You go to Animal Kingdom and it's all like animal themed decorations and they're all handmade. You got to kind of speak to the guys then who do all the dressing and the time frame it takes to do it and how they store the Christmas trees and all the decorations between seasons. It was just incredible to kind of walk into this humongous warehouse mm. and just see lanes and lanes and lanes and lanes of Christmas decorations. That was really fascinating. I think I'd have cried because I, in lockdown, <laughs> I was obsessed, like, because we, we just got out. I mean, sorry if anybody's <laughs> boring you, but this, I, you should watch it. It's amazing. But when we first got out, you should get up really early. So I used to get up and always watch every morning one of the Imagineer programs on a yeah. on Disney so they've got the whole series haven't they yep. all behind the scenes at Disney yep. and they're just incredible but um, yeah maybe that'd be nice as a themed cruise and then learn yeah, to be definitely. an Imagineer <laughs> be, I'm, be like, sure. I, I'm not aware they do I know they do like D23 definitely as a conference they do on land but I'm not sure they do it at sea that'd be interesting if they do if they did I'd probably sign up for it and pay the price that Disney asked for a cruise but yeah so actually we've, there's loads that we'd like to do at the end of that isn't there and loads we'd like to run Yes, definitely. Well, you never know. I think we should we should think about it. And uh, like, if you guys listening are ever interested in what we could do, and if you would be interested in coming on one of our themed ideas that we have, you know, whether it's a craft, whether it's a gaming, whether it's just a group cruise, you never know. We could do the we've we've threatened about this, haven't we, in the past off record? But we have threatened about doing a live recording on a cruise ship. Can you imagine doing that in yeah, front of a group of people if we if we did a if we did a magically cruising <laughs> cruise? Yeah. Us and our two fans, <laughs> Phil and Chris. <laughs> I say our partners cheering us up for the crowd. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you think people would pay for the privilege of seeing this chaos in person <laughs> every week? Yeah, like... well, they'll be like, who are they? Seven Q and two. <laughs> but we have thought about it. If you guys listen and are ever interested and thought of the idea of coming on a cruise and drinking your way around the seven seas with us, then let us know because that gives an indication of whether or not our crazy idea has actually any legs type of thing. But definitely it's on my business plan anyway to do more group cruises in the future because I love them and I love kind of sharing cruise with new customers. And it's great, I think, for new customers anyway to kind of no, maybe in my instance, the travel agent's going to be on board. So if there's any questions they've got or they're nervous about sailing for the first time, I think they love knowing, at least I think they do, love having that handheld type of thing of knowing their travel agent's not just available yeah. on WhatsApp in my case, but they're actually there on person. And, you know, if the, if the travel agent's going to be on the cruise, then um, I think that's another reassurance of type of thing. If I'm going to be there in person for you, to, I'm, I can hide from you if you're not happy type of thing. I think that's a weird way of saying that, of... I'm confident you would enjoy it if I'm going to do a group on it because I wouldn't want to do a group on a cruise. I'm not going to enjoy it because I wouldn't want to hide from you for seven days type of thing. Very waffly <laughs> response to that. I don't know like, where I was going with that point. Like, um, where's Wally on a ship? Your stripy t-shirt. <laughs> Hiding from everyone type of thing. I'm like, no, no, another no, the food wasn't warm. Another thing we talked about before we leave it is... um is a solo cruise because there's so many people that yeah. want to cruise but don't want to cruise on their own because they don't feel safe. Um, so I think that's also something that yes, I'd I'd be I'd like to host because I mean when we went on our cruise and yeah. when we met, we obviously you were Phil and I was with Donna, but everybody a lot of people were on their own, weren't they? And everybody just bonded and yes. we did stuff to yeah. group. Um, so I think that's a really good way for people that want to do these things but want that safety net of other people that they can mix Definitely. with or they can avoid. 
if they want to. Yeah, and I know a lot of people do do a lot of group solo cruises because I think, as you say, it's nice to have that knowing there's someone there type of thing. So you can be as hands on or hands off. But if you are somebody who just likes to go away, but you don't want to be completely alone, solo cruise group cruises are fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Well, um, as you say, for knowing you've got that somebody you can go to or there's regular times that you can make friends and that icebreaker of knowing you're all in this together type of thing. Um, I think we talked about it briefly in the Virgin Voyages episode, but whether you book on a group cruise or not, they do a really good like uh, host of the first nights. The first night you get a letter to go meet with a member of the crew, the Happenings cast, and they kind of introduce you to other sail- solo sailors and then they will be at the dinner that night as well. Um, so on the first night you get to know and get to know the Happenings cast member and they introduce you to other solos. But I think having an organized group on, a, on a, other cruise lines, that could be a really good option as well for people. So guys, I hope you've enjoyed that. It's a very, again, we always talk broadly, but I think we do go into quite a lot of details, but that was a good kind of chat about the different types of uh, group cruises, whether it's chartered, whether it's a hosted, or whether it's kind of just a themed cruise by the cruise lines. But I think there's a whole world of kind of themed cruises. And I think they're really great if you are somebody who has a particular interest and you want to just expand that on your private time or your holiday time, I think definitely hunt them down. Like I say, there is no official list because some of them are run by private companies. Some are run by the cruise lines. Just search your hobby themed cruise or your hobby group cruise and you've got a strong chance of finding them out if you'd love to come on one that we organize whether it is some of the ideas we've had today or something you think we'd be great to do it let us know because we'd love to know what you'd like us to do um you never know it could come to your cruise lines near you soon um but if you have enjoyed this episode i know sarah you've got a ton of information about cruising in general on your website where's the best place the guys can hunt that down so you can find us on cruising for all or cruising with kids.com and anything you want to find on the Anything you want to find on the website, if you just go into the search bar and type, we've got an amazing search feature that just brings everything up. So just search. And then for the guys as well, because you've mentioned about your crafting stuff, do you want to just say a little bit more about kind of the type of crafting you have on your website as well and just let the guys know where to find that as well? Yep. So I design and draw my own uh, files, printables and SVG files, lots and lots of alphabets. I'm obsessed with alphabets um, for Cricut and Cinemate users or Brother Cut and Scan or Glowforge that you can just download my files. They're all free and then you can craft and make your own cards, banners, scrapbooking layers. I mean, the world's your oyster, but there's, it's got everything. I mean, if, if I haven't got it, then tell me, but, you know, I've, I've got most things. And, um, yeah, and that's at extraordinarychaos.com. And they're great as well. So if you're somebody who likes to decorate your door on your cabin door as well, because some people like to do that so they can spot their cabin door type of thing, you've got tons of assets for that type of stuff in there. If people want to decorate the yeah. door for like an event or an occasion or a theme, tons of files. And we've got that, I mean, on my site, but then we've also got it on Cruising with Kids, Cruising for All. We've got um, Disney-themed doors. Um, but yeah, co- I've got cocktail glasses. If you've got 50, you've got you know the numbers you can print out, you've everything, and you just print it on magnetic paper. And that's it. It's so easy. No, so definitely guys, hunt that down. There's tons of information there as well. If you are ever interested in booking either yourself as a group or whether you want to book a cruise and you live in the UK, I would love to help you set sail. You could find me online under magical-traveler.com or you could find me on social media under magical-trvlr, pretty much everywhere. Um, but yeah guys we hope you've enjoyed this episode please 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 i am begging you please leave us a review on google and not not yet google apple or spotify those platforms are starting to recommend us to people and those reviews that you have been leaving all those ratings do definitely help let those platforms know that you're enjoying this and equally if you're on youtube definitely give us a like and a subscribe because again lets youtube know you're enjoying this and it's lovely seeing all your comments and your feedback that's kind of thing of what you enjoy about the podcast and how it's helped you as well plan your next cruise as well so we definitely love seeing those comments but also the algorithms love it help spread the word of our podcast as well but other than that guys i hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll see you on the next one bye, bye.